Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The Pemberley Podcast. If you're sort of just joining us on a chronological basis, congratulations for making it through the last episode, which was very long and very sad. Yeah. But then I got happy at the end. Uh, and it's going to get happier this episode, but it's going to be hard in different ways. Yeah, this one's a little rough for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've gone through a lot of apologies and a lot of tears mm-hmm. and a lot of heartache. And a lot now, of tissues. A lot of tissues, poor trees. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're seeing Emma kind of back in her stride a little more because she's having to pick up more of the business side of things. Um, but yeah, she's, she's doing great, though, for all things concerned. Considered. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into the next two episodes of Emma Approved, we want to talk a little bit about what we've been watching. So Jillian, what have you watched recently? Glad you asked. Last night, I went and saw Hustlers, which is the stripper movie. It's with Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu, Cardi B, Lizzo, Haley Reinhardt, Kiki Palmer. Wow, what yes. a cast. Well, it's funny because I sort of suspected this. You would never know it from the marketing, but Lizzo and Cardi B have like the tiniest roles. I'm sure. They're in like two scenes. Okay. And they're pretty much just playing themselves. Got like, it. Like not famous versions of themselves. But I do get it. It's like weird to have a stripper movie and not ask Cardi B to be <laughs> sure. She's like famous for being a stripper. Yeah. But it was a good movie. It was like very good pacing. It was written and directed by Lorraine Scafaria. And it was a nice, it was like actually kind of a nice movie about sisterhood. Mm. And just um, basically about these strippers in New York City in 2007. And they're making a good living. And then the Wall Street crash happens. And the Wall Street guys who are most of their clients aren't coming into the clubs anymore. Mm. So they get, uh, they come up with a new plan to make money. Because a lot of clubs, like strip clubs, aren't really these guys aren't going out they're unemployed so they sort of come up with a new scheme to get a lot of money out of these guys where they basically meet them out in bars lure them to the strip club slip them a um, like they drug their drinks basically oh god <laughs> enough enough to get high enough to make them want to party but also like makes them it gives like black you black out and you don't remember what you did Jeez, okay. um and so they basically run up their credit cards and um <laughs> but it's all very organized and businessy and it's based on uh, a, an article that went viral a couple years ago oh, about because okay. this really happened oh wow yeah based on a true story based on a true story <laughs> about it's kind of like a robin hood for strippers except okay. instead of giving to the poor they were already poor and they sure. gave to, to themselves, themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it was good i liked it i did watch a video the other day uh, jennifer lopez had posted all of the training that she did to like get ready for this movie she looked incredible she like went through three or four months of like training of like pole dance training and just it's super intense what she went through but like because she wanted to look as if she had been doing this for years as her character has been doing it she's 
50 she's years 50 old. and like just the bruises she had on her like inner thighs was just like looked awful wow <laughs> but it's just like all of the work that she put into it was like just shows how dedicated she gets to all these different roles she does it paid off because she like we all it was like you know a theater full of 20 somethings and none of us looked as good as her <laughs> <laughs> and she just like it looked so effortless and so amazing and like her acting and it was really good too cool yeah i mean she's a good actress yeah what are you watching, Yolanda? So by the time this episode goes up, it will have ended. But I think we've talked about watching The Bachelor before on this show. Um, and this was my first season watching Bachelor in Paradise, which is the spinoff show of The Bachelor, where they basically take a bunch of ex-contestants and put them all on an island. Give them some margaritas. Give them a bunch of alcohol and be like, <laughs> go, date. <laughs> and then like each week someone gets eliminated or something. And yeah. people just kind of naturally pair up. Yeah, the rules changed uh, compared to like a traditional Bachelor season where instead of only the one person giving out the roses, they switch. So either the guys will give out the roses one week, and then the next week it's the girls who give out the roses. So it's like mm-hmm. making sure the feelings are mutual, which is really good too. Because then, yeah. you know, sometimes people make it far in those seasons and they're like, actually, I'm not that into you. <laughs> yeah. So this one is a little more intentional of like, you're here to couple up. And if you don't find someone, then you have to go home. But there's like a lot of drama and love triangles <laughs> and tears and all mm-hmm. of the fun stuff. I mean, um, everything you would want from The Bachelor franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's like Mondays and Tuesdays. And so it's like a little bit of a commitment, but I really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. yeah, if you enjoy that kind of stuff. I still haven't watched Love Island, but I'm guessing it's similar to that if you haven't watched it. But yeah. I have heard good things. Yeah. So completely different from that. (laughs) Way on the opposite spectrum of that. Of those two things, we'll go ahead and jump into Emma Approved. Previously on Emma Approved, Emma is starting to apologize to everyone in her life, and she believes that Harriet is in love with Frank Churchill. Starting with episode 68, The Boy Is Mine, written by Tamara Krinsky and Alexandra Edwards. And it also falls into pattern of Emma Approved episodes named after titles of Mm -hmm. songs. Yeah. Popular songs. So I love this episode. We open with Emma saying, poor Harriet! <laughs> because what we have just learned is that Frank Churchill and Jane Fairfax have been secretly dating and that they have now broken up. And Emma has been under the impression for a while that Harriet is secretly in love with Frank Churchill because in an effort to distance herself from Harriet's personal life, she's like, let's not use names. Let's not use anything specific so that I know exactly who you're talking about. And she has assumed that she was talking about Frank Churchill. I think that was the thing too. Like she just was so wary of like getting involved in Harriet's love life again that she was like, you know what? We're not even going to say his name so that I don't feel at fault for anything. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is completely Harriet's choice. I'm not influencing her in the tiniest bit. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it did come back to her Emma. (laughs) Yep. Yep. It was very funny. Well, because she's like, I have, she calls her in and she's like, I have news. Frank and Jane were dating and they're now apart. Well, I hope Jane is okay. That is so nice of you, Harriet. But are you okay? I'm fine. You are taking this awfully well. By the way, that means Frank Churchill is now on the market. So Harriet really wanted him. There's not like a huge issue here. It'd be like, oh, they were dating. So they broke up. So he's available? So he's single? <laughs> Thank you for the intel. But I think it probably falls under the court, the category of don't date your friend's exes. Yeah, that's true. Unless they were like in love. I don't know. Anyway, 
surprise, Harriet is not in love with Frank Churchill. She sits there and listens to Emma talk about how they were dating. And she's like, oh, I hear you. Oh, that surprises me. But no one has been in love with Frank Churchill. Even Annie was like, what, Emma? You're not in love with Frank Churchill? No one's been in love with Frank Churchill except Jane. I think that's where Harriet's too confused of like, should I be upset about something that you're not telling me? Because Emma is kind of caught off guard that Harriet isn't upset in the same way that when she broke the news about Elton, she was kind of braced for that. She was braced to like comfort Harriet and be there for her. But Harriet was like, cool. Uh, You know, I get it. Mm -hmm. Jane's private. Uh, All right, moving on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny because Emma's like, I'm gonna have to break her heart again. But it is, in fact, Emma whose heart gets broken. Yeah. So they kind of go through then and Emma's trying to figure out who are you talking about then? And they're going through like the vague description that was brought up before of like, and he's handsome and kind and this and And he saved me. Yeah. And then they piece it together and Emma realizes that it's Alex Knightley. Harriet's in love with Alex Knightley. Not only is she in love with Alex Knightley, She's been crushing on him for a while. Right. Because she mentions the fact that she's been, it started at the, um, what was it? Elton's engagement party. The engagement party. That's when which, he saved her. Yeah. Because of the fact that Elton was awful and was like, oh, it's like not for the help, basically. Mm-hmm. You can't come. And then Alex was like, no, Harriet's my plus one. So that's how she was able to get into the party. And that was in April. This episode, I think, was in August. Yep. So it's been four months. It's been a, that is a long time because Harriet, when she's like telling him about it, she's like, I started seeing him in a new light at the Mm. Elton's engagement party. And four months is like a very long time to have a crush on somebody in such close pro. It's one thing if it's a celebrity crush and you're never going to meet them and it, you know, lives and dies. But it's another thing to like see him every day and like be secretly in love with him. They're in a small office. And because he is so nice and he does take on more of that mentoring role with Harriet too. Gentlemanly. And we'll get into a bit of what Emma's going to say, but was Harriet confusing just his general kindness for something more? Yeah, I mean, in Harriet's defense, I mean, again, <laughs> this kind of reminds me of um, one of my favorite songs from the show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Love mm. Kernels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, like, you know, she's, like, looking, does he like me back? In her defense, I don't think she's, like, crazy because no. most guys are not nice or, like, not that nice. <laughs> and so he does things for her. Like, he's just nice to her and he compliments her and he encourages her. And one time he asked her, like, she said that she hadn't eaten that day. So he went out and he got her lunch. And in some cultures, when a man brings you lunch, you are betrothed. And this is one of those cultures. <laughs> I was also going to say that he, when her car was, like, in the shop. Oh, right. He was giving her a ride to work every day too while that was happening that's true so even that was like he was like i'll call my mechanic i'll get it sorted with you he's like gonna give you a good rate and i'll take you to work no problem so even that to alex it's like oh yeah this is logical i'm just gonna get you a better deal on your car and everything will be fine but to harry he she's like he's going out of his way he's like using his connections he's getting me lunch and the major point that she drops that where emma's like are you sure I don't know, maybe he's nice, is that Harriet says, So when he asked me if I was seeing anyone right now, I took that as a sure sign he was interested. He asked you that? I think Alex and I could have something really special. And I've grown a lot thanks to you. I think I'm ready for a serious relationship. Did we see that on camera? No. Or, okay, this happened to I don't think, I think it must have happened when 
maybe I don't know. Maybe it was small talk in the. Well, car? I was gonna say. I feel like we would have noticed if he was like. Because I can imagine him casually be like, so are you seeing anyone? Because like, yeah. I think he was sort of like into the B-Mart Harriet tension yeah. when it was first happening. And so he's like, oh, that's right. She can date. She's a dateable person. Yeah. But I don't think Harriet's crazy. I, I really don't. Yeah. I think it was a small talk thing where he was like kind of out of things to ask. And he's like, so are you seeing anyone? And then she was like, oh my goodness, this is it. Like, this why, is the moment. Why, no, I'm not. Thank you for asking, you know? Like, <laughs> and what if she was like, oh, are you? <laughs> yeah, are you? <laughs> I mean, hopefully she knows that he's not. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because then Harriet kind of lists off all these qualities that Alex has that she really likes in him. Yeah. And I think, like, I, I'm, like, trying to get into Emma's head as she sits there and listens to Harriet talk about how, like, her crush on Alex. Because... She has every right to date Alex. There's like no, there has been no gauntlet thrown down. There are no labels. There has been no tent, or there's been tension, but there's been nothing happened. So I'm sure it's difficult for Emma to just sit there and list Harriet, just see and be attracted to all these qualities in Alex when she's kind of been like suppressing that in her own mind. I think too, it's um, when she brings up the fact that like, are you confusing this for him just being nice? Harriet kind of has that moment of like, oh, right. How could Alex, someone like Alex ever be interested in someone like me? Mm -hmm. And Emma realizes that mistake and she's like, no, 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 I'm not saying that. But it's also like, yeah, Emma, I mean, you were trying to set Harry up with Senator Elton, who, different status, but he's also like someone who's- Similar caliber. Yeah, he's like also set in his career. He's very driven in his goals and he's more stable. So why wouldn't Alex be a good match for Harriet? And I think that's where Harriet's trying, you know, Harriet's way more confident than we've ever seen her. Oh, yeah. Because she is kind of questioning Emma. Before, I think she would just fully take all of Emma's suggestions and be like, oh, you're right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't like him. But she's like, no, I've seen the signs. I've dissected everything as Emma would. Mm. And this is the conclusion I've come to. She gets sort of cocky. She's like, she why? Does. She's like, why wouldn't Alex be into me? I yeah. mean, I think that's her battling that insecurity that she shared with us a while ago. Of Like, I don't yeah. think guys like Alex, guys like the Senator, guys like Frank Churchill, I don't think they see me as like a romantic option. I think yeah. they see me as like a little sister. And like, I think she's trying to combat that yeah. with like, no, like I am like the new and improved Harriet and men like Alex Knightley are into me. And she says she's ready for a serious relationship. Yeah. Which she knows, like, for someone like Alex, he he would be kind of at more at that level, too. And so she's like, yeah, I'm ready for that. He's ready for that. In so many words, it feels like he's confirmed that he's into me and I'm into him. So yeah. this feels like the next step. No, and that's really huge. I mean, I'm proud of Harriet for her major self-confidence. Yeah. Being like, yeah <laughs> she's like, it sounds like Alex is pining for me. <laughs> <laughs> he's Fully in love. Fully with in me. love. Oh, there. Um, but there was another moment where we uh, Harriet was questioning Emma when uh, she said, "Do you think I'd make the same mistake twice?" Yeah, it was like a little Ooh. like spicy. I'm like, Ooh, Harriet, very wow. spicy. Like she was. I don't know. Just like very sarcastically arrogant like you didn't think I'd make the same mistake twice did you yeah I was like ooh taking lessons from Caroline are we I know (laughs) Caroline is coming in and secretly employing all the women I know (laughs) 
Yeah, but again, Harry, uh, then Emma's like, no, no, I'm not saying that. It's not just, it's just that I'm in love with Alex and you can't be in love with Alex. But she doesn't realize that yet. Well, it's funny because, you know, Harriet just kind of leaves. But I do think that even though she doesn't say it out loud in this not episode, yet, yeah. she's like, oh, crap. Like, Why? so Harriet sees these things in Alex and she's in love with him. I also see these things in Alex. Does that mean I'm in love with him? Mm-hmm. Like, I miss him like crazy. And I think about him all the time. And he's like, very handsome, adorable man. He wears a lot of khakis. <laughs> but like, I think this is her coming to the conclusion that she wants Alex for herself. Yeah. So with that, let's go into episode 69, Strange Days, written by Tamara Krinsky and Alexandra Edwards. I would like to begin this episode by stating the obvious that Emma and Harriet's dress and heel games are both extremely on point. Yes. Emma's hair has not looked this good. I mean, it it always looks good, but it looks particularly good today. Which the stylist, I think, has been the same throughout all of Emma approved for this original uh, season. Jessica Snyder, who just is great at putting together outfits and like always everything has been so well put together. So Emma's kind of a bit frazzled because she's trying to figure out this accounting software stuff. She installed it, but it's not working. And Harriet offers to help her, but it's like Emma just wanting to figure it out for herself. It's good because Emma is trying to, you know, figure things out for herself. But also Harriet knows how to fix it. So, you know. Well, here's how I, and like I can be overthinking this, but here's how I interpreted it. Because like uh, Maddie helped install some software and it sounds like they're having some trouble with it or Emma's having some trouble with it. She's like, Harry, can you help? And she's like, sure, you know, last time I was with Alex and like he showed me mm. how to do it. And she's like, okay, that's enough. Why don't you get out of here? And why that's don't you take true. Maddie to lunch now? Bye, she take like, the rest of the day off. Don't come back. <laughs> she was like, leave for the day. <laughs> I know, she was like, take her to lunch on us. Take her, take her all day long. I think hearing about, yeah, Harriet and Alex, she's like, I don't want to hear that right now because I'm still processing everything in my own feelings in life. So she can't deal with this computer problem on her own. No, she can't. So she calls their trusty IT guy, B-Mart. Ah, Robert Martin. It's been a while. I was just trying to think of the last time we saw him and it's been months. It's been I mean, months and months and months. Was it when he was shooed away, basically? Or was it I feel like there... he's... I feel like there's been some... Was there something in between that time? So it's been a while since we've seen B-Mart. The last time was, I believe it was still in the middle of the Elton drama. Drama. He can't, like, Alex called him because his computer froze and he, like, came to see Harriet and they just had a nice little awkward exchange. And you can tell that his heart is broken because before he goes, he's like, be sure to pack up your files. You wouldn't want to lose something important to you. I think at that point, Harriet still had those residual feelings for him, even though she just went through that Elton sort of heartbreak. She still really liked Martin. But then if we look at this timeline now a month later, that's when the engagement party happened and when she started to develop feelings for Alex. So really over this past time that she hasn't seen Bimar, she has started to develop, to develop feelings for Alex and has kind of forgotten about Bimar, really. Yeah. But, you know, that's how he was feeling the last time he was over there. Like, he was yeah. still sort of pining for her, and I feel so bad for him. Right. So now he's there, and it's been, again, like, a while since he's been at the office. So he's trying to figure out, why, where is everyone? What's going on? Uh, was that a new office I saw set up? Yes. It's for Jane Fairfax. Or was. She's gone now. And uh, I haven't seen Alex anywhere. He's gone, too. And Harriet. Also gone. But just for the day. 
Yeah, he never met Jane. <laughs> yeah. He never helped her set up her new computer. I know. I guess they didn't need it. They didn't need it. She's that good. Maybe that's... Jane is maybe really good with technology, and that's why Probably. they never had to call him in. That's true. Harriet definitely conducts herself much differently yes. than uh, last time we saw her. She was she was like saying to Emma, I'll back you call. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what words are. I mean, she was really caught off guard yeah. uh, in the last time they saw each other, and she was nervous, and they weren't sure how to approach talking to each other. And this time, Harriet's walking in all confident, like, oh, be Mark. It's been a while. How are you? Like, so casual. Yeah. So confident. She's she's making the same kind of small talk that Emma was, like, how are you? How are things? How are the birds? And then he's, like, very happy to talk about the birds. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he doesn't talk about anything else. It's just interesting, like... They have a nice little to and fro about the musical that I don't know anything about. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Right. I don't know. I can't even comment on it because I don't know it. <laughs> They're both nerds. So. They're both huge nerds. <laughs> They're both. Yeah, I they, know. They get each other's references, which is very cute to see. But it is a very different dynamic between them. It's not like that nervous energy of like, oh, where do we stand? It's more like but still- Harriet's kind of moved on. But I mean, they're still good together. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Like, that's what's, like, kind of hard to watch is that she's clearly crushing on some guy who doesn't like her back. And here's, like, the best guy for her right in front of her. And they're still, like, goofing off. And they're still, like, moving, going off each other's references. Yeah. And they still are into the same stuff. He's breaking my heart. He's breaking everyone's heart. Because she... So the reason she's back is because Maddie couldn't go to lunch because she had to take Mom to the eye doctor. So she's like, I know. Why don't we go to lunch? And he's like... I I can't have another job after this. A rain check? Doesn't really rain very much in Southern California. Like, such a burn. He doesn't want to hang out with her. It's too hard for him. Yeah, it's weird because, you know, they never got back to, like, just being friends and just hanging out and being around each other. It's always been like this, we're almost together, go on this life journey with me or nothing, you know? And think that's where B-Mart's a little more like, you know, he laid out all of his feelings and got crushed. He doesn't want to really put himself out there again with her because he's done that and he got rejected. He doesn't know it, but it was Emma orchestrating that rejection. Yeah. But you know, it's it's where it is right now. Oh, and that's another thing we were talking about earlier, because she's kind of on this role of apologizing to people. I think she's coming to the conclusion that she owes B-Mart an apology. Well, I mean, it's weird, right? Because how would she apologize to him and be like, sorry, I manipulated my assistant into breaking up with you. But then that would mean Emma's admitting that like she like really persuaded Harriet and then Harriet would get upset that she should apologize to Harriet. I mean, she should apologize to Harriet, but I like she said not nice things about That's him. That's true. She was like she didn't use these words, but she was basically like this guy's not going anywhere in life. He's a glorified bum. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> And you deserve so much better. He's a loser. Like, she basically was like, this guy's a loser, and you deserve better. And he's not. He's a really good guy, and she just couldn't see that before. So then after that, he leaves, and Harriet goes to check with Emma. Emma's like, sorry, I didn't want to make things awkward, but, like, my computer was broken. But yeah, it seems like Harriet's totally fine with having seen him. She's not like, oh no, where do I stand with B-Mart? She's like, cool, I saw him. Moving on. But they also have, like, kind of a heart-to-heart. I think Emma thinks about 
about it and she's like, look, you can date whoever you want. Yeah. You shouldn't listen to me because, like, I think she just doesn't trust her own instincts anymore. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of Emma officially, like, I think it's actually a very selfless moment for her because I think in her mind she's imagining the worst where, like, Harriet and Alex get together and they live this happy life together. And she's like, I would rather see Alex happy Happy. than, like, manipulate the situation so it works out in my favor. Yeah. But then Harriet leaves and she talks to the camera for a sec. I realized that I, I thought it was just, but it's not. I'm in love with Alex Knightley. (laughs) Have I really been this blind or have I been lying to myself the whole time? And then. It's very funny because I watched this in advance and I didn't, I must have just like blinked or looked at my phone or something. Sure. I didn't see a blink and you'll miss him. Alex Knightley steps into the frame. Here's what she's saying. Cause he, the man never misses a cue. Nope. <laughs> and she basically talks about being in love with him and not knowing what to do about it. And then I he mean, steps off frame. He's like about to like go in and be like, oh my goodness, she's in love with me. I'm in love with her. He's about to go in but he like stops himself and like goes back out and like, you know, maybe he just respects the fact that this is brand new information to her too. You know, she needs to process this. But like, what would have happened if he had just went in there and like been like, Emma, and then, you know, there would have been that romantic moment or who knows what would have happened. But I mean, who knows if he was going there to declare his love to her? Like at the very least, he could be like, sorry, I left you and the business. I think that too. I mean, maybe he's also processing his own feelings of like, what does this mean then for us if like, we're both in love with each other? Yeah. No, I think he's actually really lucky that he overheard this information. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This feels like like something that like they should have pursued a long time ago they just never have because they never thought it would happen and now they're both kind of confronted with the fact that like they're both interested in each other and he knows that she feels the same way for him yeah and she would never say it to him otherwise just because it's like too fragile a major revelation in emma's life that she's finally come to terms with like she's in love with alex knightley and she loves him so much that she's gonna let him go and let harriet be with him if that's like where things lead in her mind it's sad for emma right now she's not sure where things stand but she's just going with it yeah she's figuring it out so with that let's go to the comment section where we read a youtube comments from when these episodes first aired starting with episode 68 isabel says harriet at this point is exactly what i thought in the book naive clueless and a little bit too confident to the point she can't understand emma's reaction or she did after all but i don't know and i started to not like her exactly i like I did reading the original. Emma, on the other side, is extremely lovable, for me at least. Vulnerable Emma is the best Emma. That's Mm. interesting. She's certainly the nicest she's ever been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larissa says, in all caps, I can literally listen to the sound of the obvious thought finally being acknowledged in her brain. OMG, yes, Emma, other than you. (laughs) Stephanie says, Ugh, my feelings is exactly what I knew what was coming. But I still was not prepared. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. (laughs) So many feels. (laughs) So many feelings. That's so funny. Yeah, I saw a lot of reactions like this. Like, she's getting it. She's Ah! getting it. (laughs) Uh, From episode 69, our good friend James Brent Isaac says, Yo, my typing skills were on point in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, whenever I watch, like, any TV shows or movies, that is annoying when people, when you can see, like, people aren't actually typing. They're just, like, their fingers are barely hovering the keyboard. (laughs) It's like this. They're just, like, tapping their fingers on the keys. Yeah, and, like, you've never typed before, have you? (laughs) Not in your life. Uh, Winnie the Pooh Bear says, yeah, okay, Alex. 
go ahead and come back for two seconds and then leave again. It's not like any of us have hearts. <laughs> I like literally, I was like watching this with Yolanda and I just like turned, I like gasped out loud when I saw yeah. that number. And I, I'm like, this isn't my first time watching the series. Right. It's very funny. Marlene says, in all caps, why must you treat me like this? I can't handle the feels. Just, ugh. So many feels. So many feelings. There's so much happening There's in these a lot. episodes. And it's funny because we have three episodes left of this whole series and there's still, oh. like, this is last minute drama. I gotta oh, yeah. say, like, Harriet falling for Alex, Emma realizing her feelings for Alex, Alex realizing his feelings for Emma, what will become of Jane Fairfax and uh, Frank, who knows? But, like, it's all coming up at the last second. I'm excited to see how this all wraps up and just how we feel about it and it's the end of Emma. This episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. approved.